Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to Facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out at Two or our Twitter handle, at Out 2 along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Evergreen content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Spooky season here on Kicking Out at Two as we present you a classic Halloween Havoc watch along this week here with the Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero Cruiserweight Championship Classic match from the 1997 edition of WCW Halloween Havoc. I am your host, Dave Rosenbluth, and joining me for this special watch along here celebrating the 25th anniversary of this of this classic match. It's it's probably regarded as the greatest match in WCW history. And, and and that's that's a lot of that's a lot of praise for this match, especially you know for um, the type of style that, that that this match presented during that era of wrestling. And I'm talking about Ray and Eddie Guerrero. But joining me, uh, someone who is a, a fan of both, and someone who um, you know is a fan of that style of wrestling, is the architect of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. My good buddy Kobe Knight. What's going on, dude? Hello, Dave. Thank you. Oh, is that I'm my spooky voice? Oh, I thought that was it's like I, I. I thought that was Lee Marshall. Oh. <laughs> oh, fans, wrestling fans, we are here today to check out Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. They're great. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. I love this match. This has got to be like honestly top like five matches for me of all time like i can always watch this match like this is a comfort match yep. you know and uh as well as halloween or spooky time uh it, it is like a comfort season as well mm-hmm. so uh we're, we're we're digesting this comfort wrestling yes uh, during this time it's, it's awesome yes yeah put on your best uh put on your best pair of sweats and kick back and relax and watch this classic with us now for 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 those of you keeping score loyal listeners of the network as well as kicking out at two um a couple years back i had done a, a watch along of this entire event of Halloween Havoc. You can go back in the archives and find that if you want to watch the entire show, especially Age in the Cage with Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan. That was that was a barn burner to say the least, said no one ever. But um, I thought it would be kind of fun 25 years later because we've been discussing a lot of 1997 on this on this show this year that we would cover this match. How could we not? I mean, the you know, a couple weeks ago, a couple recordings ago, I should say, Dennis and I sat back and watched Hell in the Cell, the very first Hell in the Cell match with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker earlier this month in, in, in October. Uh, so I thought it would be kind of fun to go back and watch this as well. So you can find this on the worst streaming app in the history of streaming apps in America, the world, the metaverse, whatever you want to call it. Peacock 
It sucks. It's terrible. Um, I don't. I mean, it's a money grab for WWE. I've said it before. I've had meltdowns on this show as I've tried to load shit up. I had a meltdown this morning, as a matter of fact, as I was trying to queue everything up uh, before I clicked record. It was. It was. My, my, my basement was echoing. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that I hadn't got a, a knock on the door from the local police department, the local law enforcement authorities. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't, you know, come to check on me, do a wellness check, if you will, on on my furniture because uh, I was ready to flip some furniture this morning. Morning. It was I. What I hate about this, and I'm going to let you elaborate, Kobe, because I'm sure you got your your fair share of gripes with this app. Is the fact that we've all said like the interface sucks, finding certain things sucks, the way they have the whole setup sucks. But you know what I hate more than anything about it? I pay top notch for my internet service in my home. Okay, I have yeah. the highest speed possible. Like I mean, the, the this internet is so fast. I it, I can't even tell you how fast it is. Okay, I, I can't even tell you. And we could have multiple devices working in the house. My wife could have a phone. I could have my phone. We could have the TV on. You know, we could have the laptop, whatever. And everything's working fine. But then when I queue up this motherfucking peacock, okay, this cock-sucking, motherless piece of shit peacock app, all right, and I go to pause, right, I hit the fucking button. Now I have Roku on my TV, okay? I hit the fucking button that says pause, right? And I click OK on my Roku app. That, and that signals that I'm pausing this program. And I wanted it to pause at a certain time, which I will tell all of you folks, okay, what that time was when it's time to fucking record. And I hit this button, this goddamn button, and it like, it, it like practically fast forwards. It's like delayed. Like this fucking TV's got Asperger's. No offense to individuals that have Asperger's, but, you know, it, it, it fucking drives me nuts. It, 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 it really just yeah. like it, – it, oh, my goodness. Like I'm going to cut a promo on it right now, but – Yeah, I, I, go I ahead. have go to ahead. watch I can't by anymore. Nefari- I have to watch by nefarious means, and luckily I have been gifted some uh, some archive footage, uh, a deep library, that is. Um, but, yeah, it's the Peacock. I try to even uh, watch – what was it? The latest event, Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. The fucking day after – even though I was spoiled by all the events, um, because that's the internet for you, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to tell you events, uh, e- every match, like, you know, every match, everybody's given the details. They're just like, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so won, like this, like, just, like, shut the fuck up. Anyhow. Um, well, don't go on the I, internet, I pal. To... <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, it's I your fucking fault, not the any... internet's fault. Yeah. But being a millennial, anyhow, blaming other people. I go I go on Peacock to watch the program and I can't fast forward, I can't rewind, I can't do anything. It's just like frozen there, so I have to watch the thing. And for a moment I pause it and I come back and my TV had stalled for a little bit because I guess I had gone away too long. And I hit play and it started all the way from the beginning again. Again, no rewind, no fast forward, no That's no, strange. No options at you all. You watch that the next yeah. day? Yeah, because you know usually that option is available after the live airing. Like the like you don't, the only time you can't fast forward and rewind is when the when the event is live. Whereas the WWE Network, you could do all that shit. Which folks out there anywhere outside of the United States of America that has the WWE Network, I envy you. I do. I really envy you because the because the way it was set up and, and oh, I just. Fuck Peacock. Fuck those assholes. It's just a big fucking money grab. That's all it is. Swear to God. 
You know what the funny thing is too is that like I have so I watch other stuff on the Peacock app. Okay, I'll watch like Dateline with my wife because I'm trying to you know I'm trying to, to I'm trying to figure out ways that she's going to eventually kill me. Um, so I, I study it. I study Dateline, like, and I watch it with yeah, her. Watch. I, I watch the program, but I also sit next to her and I watch how she observes it as well. You know what I mean? If like she raises an eyebrow or any kind of gesture or body mannerism during a certain part of those Dateline episodes, then I can I, I take mental notes. I was like, oh, she smiled when the 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 narrator said that the individual was hung from the top of the apple tree. Oh, okay, yeah. Is this juice or is this uh, radiator fluid? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are these pencil shavings or is this uh, <laughs> or is this parsley on my steak? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't have issues anywhere else with Peacock. I can load something up on on you know a movie or a, a, a TV show and it doesn't stall. Doesn't pause like that, but the fucking WWE it's portion the of WWE, it. WWE, yeah. It's like, it, I don't know. It just, it fucking sucks. Maybe, maybe Hunter will make some changes. Hopefully, him and Stephanie will see the light and go back to uh, cashing in their own checks. Him and Nick Khan, yeah. Nick, I mean, who, yeah. I, it's a long way. I mean, let's 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 get Raw down from three hours to two, and then we'll work our way to the Peacock app. That's another thing too. Please, but God. I mean, even though Raw's been watchable these last couple of months because of the changes made, but nonetheless, we're we're, we're digressing. We're, we're we're going off the rails here. So here's what I want all of you to do. Okay, let's get back to a simpler time. Yes, let's get back to a simpler time. If you can, in the simplest way possible, go to your Peacock app. Okay, and go to the WCW portion of it, and go to the Halloween Havoc page. And then you will go to Season 9, Episode 1, Halloween Havoc 1997. And what I want you to do, if you have great internet speed and it doesn't fuck up for you like it does for me, fast forward to 28 minutes and 40 seconds. And then press pause. Because that's where we're going to start this watch-along of Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero from Halloween Havoc 1997. For the Cruiserweight title. For Rey Mysterio's mask, mind you. I forgot to mention that. We will talk about that as we elaborate even further. Um, but uh, Colby, why don't you uh, let everybody know in the in, while everyone's searching and going through nefarious means to get to this point so they can watch with all of us? Why don't you let everybody know what's going on over in the world of Retromania? Retromania, yeah, we're uh, we're going to be dropping some more content this month. It is the spooky month, so I am going to be catching up with you guys and dropping some special spooky content, um, as well as dropping some uh, a special Gaijin episode with uh, you and I. Yes, uh, Dave. Yes. Uh, you're you're going to be joining me. Thank you very much. Yep, because nobody else um, wants to record so, with you. So, no, yeah, hard times right now. Yeah. Uh, trying to schedule some things, but um, yeah, um, <laughs> we're getting back. We're getting back in the groove. Thanks, all the listeners. Uh, seriously, we have like over 500 evergreen, or close to 500 evergreen episodes. But uh, yeah, over over ten thousand five hundred downloads. We're we're getting up there. Cool man. truth, but they see they've been killing it, man. They, they, that crew they've been killing it. Yeah. Talking about the daily you know comings and goings of wrestling between AEW and then they've even covered some WWE stuff. Now the Triple H is in charge, you know. So I mean, they're they're I've listened to a few episodes. They've uh, they, they they they've been they've been rocking it out. Appreciate their contributions to the network, and uh, you know maybe we'll Absolutely. do some kind of collaboration in the near future. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks for the support. Everyone, thanks for listening, and uh, keep keep on keep on keeping on when it comes to the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. We appreciate it. Yes, indeed, and don't forget the uh, the the special Battle Royal at Albert Hall. 
uh, that's dropping this month too. Um, so yes, Nick Opaluski, uh, it's here. It's ready for your listening pleasure. You can watch it with us and everybody else. Uh, Battle Royal, Royal Albert Hall. Uh, that was a good one. I, I didn't think, you know what? We we, we thought we were going to be trudging through that because of the time and the length. But you and I, we, we rocked it out. I, I'm going to bury Horowitz myself um, right now. If you can hear that, I, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I did like that one a lot. I, I was, I was, kind of dreading it going into the length, but uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun discussing, you know, topical events as well as uh, the retro events as we always do. Yes, yes, good times, good times as always. But um, yeah, let's get into this. Uh, hopefully, everyone's uh, up to speed, ready to rock and roll as we get to Halloween Havoc. Uh, so, twenty-eight minutes, forty seconds on your peacock. Or by nefarious means, whatever works for you. As long as you're watching with us, that's all we care about. Um, so when I say play, press play. And uh, we're going to rock and roll. Chat it up a little bit about this match and uh, some other stuff as well. And uh, yeah, let's do it. In three. You ready, Kobe? Yes, indeed. All right, let's yeah. I just want to make sure you're ready. I totally forgot. Should have asked you first before I, you know. No, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. yeah I almost blew my wad there Thank for you. a minute there, you know. Um, so in three, two, three. One play. All right, look at that packed crowd. Yeah, they did well in Vegas for Halloween Havocs over the years. They definitely did well. That was like their and the set. I love this set. The production for WCW when it came to like their theme pay per views, like Halloween Havoc and Bash at the Beach, I thought were top notch. Uh, The graveyard setting here with the the. What do you call the with the video screens with like the tombstones? The tomb, well, and the tombs, Titantrons. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're video walls. The video wall. Yeah, but what do they call? It's like a little like like canopy sort of like I don't know like the anyway I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But anyways, there's Rey Mysterio with a mask. Oh, the mausoleums. Yes, there, there you go. Yes, thank yes. you very much. Is yeah. that Michael Wall Street IRS sitting front row? It looks like a like a like his little brother. Yeah, he was Matthew Wall Street. <laughs> Right, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, uh, I I always loved reading the names on the tombstones, especially in the video games too. They would add things like uh, silly, like Elvis. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Oh man, these two guys uh, almost. I I want to say peak performance right here, but they're just like they're just kind of cutting the 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 into what they're gonna become, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, these guys are really just like getting their cutting their teeth. Really, I think this is uh, the but, match I that mean, that put both of them on the map on a mainstream level. People can argue that like they were popular and they were, and people saw for their the last talents. three years they've been pro- pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, I think on a mainstream level, I think this was the match that got them really noticed. You know, Guerrero had you know he had. Cut his teeth, in, obviously, in Mexico, and then eventually ECW when he had that. But he had, like, a following with, like, a regional audience. And even yeah. Mysterio... National level, this is awesome. Yeah, Mysterio, same thing, you know? And now, it's... Now, now this match here, like I said, I think this is where people were like... I think this is where other companies, mainly WWE, really noticed them. That's just my take. I, I, I For sure. I mean, who knows if they did pay attention to this match or not, but... If they did, I think this would have been the match where they where they get noticed. For sure, this is awesome. Rey Mysterio here uh, wearing the Phantom, uh, 
gear. Yes, I remember uh, that movie that came out during that time. That was uh, a, a, Billy Zane. Yes, a, a financial flop, but it was a cool visual uh, with Ray. With I went and saw that in theaters. I, I think I tortured my grandmother with that. Really? As much as I, I did with wrestling as well yeah. around this time. I didn't see that movie at all. I've never seen it, so. But nice. Little... Not the not the not the worst. Wow! Look at this. Just starting off hot here with the tilt to whirl. The you know the up and down. Yeah. Wow! Monkey flip. Now we got a cross body. Yeah. So much a... action here, and this this is not the first match. No. You know. No, the first match um, on the card but... was Ultimo Dragon and Yuji Nagata. Um, exactly. Uh, former, I mean, former NWJPW heavyweight champion. Yep. And then IWGP champion. Following that, we had Chris Jericho and uh, how do you pronounce and his Gato. Gato. Yes. Ghetto. 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 Um, from Gato. the New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, and then this. Yeah, Booker over there, uh, big synonymous name, uh, helped rebook Chris Jericho to kind of make his emergence again in the. Uh, New Japan and elite scene, mm-hmm. if you will. Yep. Uh, and definitely had his share of feuds with both of these guys, mm-hmm. especially around this time. Yep. Yeah, the, I mean, the, these guys, well, at least some of the WCW talents were still were still um, making, you know, appearances in New Japan at this time. That was They still had somewhat of a working relationship. Not as frequent as before, but um, there was still some some type of involvement on both sides. Um, This rivalry here, this is probably the first time these two had faced each other in WCW on a big stage um, where, uh, you know, Guerrero was a baby face for a long time. So was Ray. Wow. And so both guys had, hadn't really touched in WCW at this point. And uh, so this is the first major rivalry that these two were involved in on a national level. Uh, which I thought. And what do you remember? What kind of sprouted this mask first title thing? Just uh, kind of out of nowhere. It was just. I mean, simply, simply put, Lucho Libre always kind of involves the mask. Yes. Because it it is it is synonymous with Lucha Libre. I if I recall, and I've been watching some of the old Nitros uh, in the in the last few months, uh, both Nitro and Raws of this era in '97. Um, Guerrero was had turned heel. I think like in the summer. Um, okay, and he was kind of like they had him aligned with Jeff Jarrett at one point. Um, he was, uh, you know, fighting Jarrett against like you know Mongo and Benoit when they were Horsemen, and uh, right. then then Guerrero had which in I my opinion is an underrated banger with Chris Jericho at the Fall Brawl pay per view in 1997, where he defeated Jericho for the cruiserweight title. And then he would begin going after. He just would. Tar- he just started targeting Ray. Um, at one point, he had a match where he dressed up as a luchador against Ray, and Ray had defeated mm-hmm. Ray had defeated him, and then pulled his mask off, and it was revealed that it was Eddie. So um, there wasn't anything too crazy that got this started. It was almost like they just kind of like had a match by accident so to speak, and then they developed the angle with the mask um, as the weeks went on. Nice. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, and then thus becoming like one of the uh, greater 
cruiserweight feuds. Yes. Yes. They'd have a follow-up match at uh, World War Three later this year. Yep. I, I, I think I've seen that match. Not a bad match, uh, but definitely not, you know, the level of this match here as we're watching it. Um, I, I've, I, you know, I've, I've always been a big fan of this match myself. I think it's on the Mount Rushmore of greatest WCW matches of all time um, in terms of the skill and the story that was told. But... There's other matches that they've had, in, well, mainly in WWE, that I don't think get talked about enough. And one of those in particular is the mat. Oh, here, this is my favorite spot. Oh, oh, that tornado, that 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 that, that, that reverse DDT off the top rope. Yeah, springboard into a uh, tornado DDT. Somersault, some whatever. Oh, not the fuck. a tornado. Yeah, not a not even a tornado. Yeah, it's like a, a springboard into a, like a back into a backflip DDT yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I don't even know what to call it. Mike today's probably got some Mexican word for it that I don't even I can't even pronounce. But um, yeah, unbelievable. That's my favorite spot in the whole match. Um, one match that doesn't get talked about enough that I think is highly underrated, and I think it's because there was such there were so many other big moments on that particular WrestleMania card was Eddie and Ray from WrestleMania 21 in 2005 when they opened the show, and it was oh yeah, and their and their match was their match was based out of respect for each other. They were the tag team champions going into that, and their match was all about like who was the better wrestler out of the two. And then eventually that spawned into um, Eddie getting jealous of Ray and then turning on Ray and then he couldn't beat Ray and then it turned into the whole angle with Dominic and then they had the ladder match with the custody of the kid. And even though some of that stuff kind of like jumped the shark, the quality of their matches in that rivalry, I think, was second to none. Like they, like, oh, yeah. like people overlook at the angle and, you know, the first thing they – when they talk about Ray and Eddie in WWE, it's like, oh, they did the stupid dangle with Dominic as, as the son of Eddie Guerrero. And yes, not ideal for me. However, I think, um, I think there is more positives out of their rivalry during that time period than that, that to me at least overshadowed the whole angle with Dominic in the custody ladder match. What's your take on all of that? I agree. I think the match quality overall um, overshadowed it. Even though, okay, you remember the match where it's Ray keeps adjusting his mask. I think that's the WrestleMania you remember match. That? Yeah. yeah. That, oh my god, uh, that one just kind of takes you out of it. But I think everything after that, the performances are are really high. Like some of the best mic work and acting performances from Eddie. But that's your like. That's for people who like either the wrestling in ring or the storytelling involved around it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can like both, but yeah, I do. WWE, WWE certainly um, did that well with these guys. And mm-hmm. WCW here, you you see that uh, it doesn't really like. I mean, there, yeah, there's a in ring story. Yeah, you know more than the, than the outside. There's the really no story. like emotional so. attachment. In this rivalry exactly. that, that we're seeing here. Yeah. This is just about like a mask and a title. And I mean, I guess to the Lucha Libre, to the Mexican wrestling audience, that's their emotional attachment is the is Ray's mask being on the line in this match. But there's nothing too personal. Like, aside from Eddie trying to, you know, humiliate Ray by removing his mask. Um, but I mean right. as a you because Lucha Libre is such 
a niche product that only that type of audience will truly understand and connect with the 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 circumstances surrounding Ray's mask being involved in the storyline. American wrestling fans, they and then for me at that age, you know, 25 years ago, I I understood it to an extent, but I didn't really connect with it like like somebody from, you know, that watches Lucha Libre regularly would. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Were you fans of these guys at the time? I was fans of their matches. Um I liked WCW a lot more than I did WWF at the time because I felt like they were a big giant variety show. You had a little bit of everything. Oof. So you had a you know, you had yeah. the Lucha style with Eddie and, and Ray. You had the 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 blurring of the lines with the NWO storyline. Um, there was a there was a little bit of everything. Oh, nice spot there. Eddie does the wow. the baseball slide into the post. Yep. He got his he got his gym slim. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now I want to ask you something because you and I have been talking, you know, off and on, you know, when we've about wrestling off the air um, over the last few months, especially oh, with especially with Triple H's uh, involvement in the creative process. What do you think of the the Rey Mysterio Dominic Mysterio storyline in WWE currently? It could have been done better. I mean, it, it's not bad. It, at least they didn't do it right from the break. Because mm. there was there were several times where you're like, oh, Dominic's going to turn. Yep. Dominic's going to turn, mm-hmm. you know? So they melted uh, it for a little that's bit. A, yeah, they really did. Um, even before, there was the feud with Seth, you know? Yep. Um, so it, 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 it worked itself out. I think he got enough in-ring time with his, da- with his dad. Uh, they had their WrestleMania moment uh, t- tagging together, yep. correct? Um, so I think it's only it's only right that Dominic gets his like first WrestleMania singles match against his dad. Yeah, and kind of shows off what he can do as like a maybe it could be almost reminiscent to this match to some degree. Yeah, where where, where he's got that shitty attitude like Eddie. Yeah, because he's 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 almost channeling that character yeah wow beautiful senton into a uh into a frankensteiner oh my god hurricane rana hurricane rana which i thought was the great which i thought was the greatest move at the time i was like wow it was very yeah i did like it too it was very exciting to watch um um do you do you agree like maybe he's channeling uncle oh for sure i think or his poppy yes i i definitely think so i like the dynamic that like He's being controlled by a woman, you know, with, with Rhea Ripley being the driving force behind his actions, and you know she's his poppy now. And like I, I, I think Rhea Ripley's become a bigger star out of this with with these with her kind of controlling Dominic Mysterio and his actions. And the other thing I love about this story too, and I, I think that they they need to milk this for to, up until WrestleMania, is Eddie and Dom or Ray, I should say Ray and Dominic. They shouldn't touch. Love this spot here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice little springboard. Eddie put, brings the knees up and sets up this devastating powerbomb. Oh, my God. Jesus. Bounced right off the mat. Um, but I don't, like, if you watched Raw the other night, Dominic was, like, trying to bait Ray into hitting him. Fight me. 
hit me. You know, you got to do this. Let's go. Like, he wants it bad enough. You know, slapping his own father in the face. I think they need to milk that all the way to WrestleMania. Along the same lines they did when when Kane was trying to challenge Undertaker. And Undertaker wouldn't yeah. fight his own brother. Milk that for a while until you until Dominic does something that forces Ray into fighting his own son. And Yeah. And and this Yeah and milk milk Rhea too. And slap her. <laughs> Pal. Sorry. Okay. You can't let go of Vince, huh? No, I can't let go of her. <laughs> she can't get. She can't let go of me, pal. God damn. She can't let go of yeah, uh, my my grapefruit nuts. <laughs> uh, beautiful backbreaker there uh, off the senton. But yeah, I think they could they could definitely stretch this if they do it right. I think Triple H has enough booking knowledge to 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 know where to go with this. You know. You know, for, it's not going to be hot shotted at Wrestle at uh, at Royal Rumble or something. No, wow, no, their first match has to be at WrestleMania, if the if that's you know the the, the goal in mind. Um, let's see, Eddie climbing up top, Ray on the Ray on the turnbuckle there, fighting him off. We're getting close to the finish here, aren't we? I think we're getting yeah, I think we're getting pretty close here. But I think oh, oh I think this is the finish. See, this makes sense, guys, on the ropes here. They're fighting each other and they're nudging each other. Yeah. It's not helping each other yeah. out. It, it, it made sense. Setting up a new Frankenstein one, two, three, and your winner, cruiserweight champion, keeps his mask. Eddie still keeps his mullet. Ray Mysterio Jr. What a fucking banger of a match. That was that, that was a lot of fun to watch. Yes. I love matches that are like Maybe you know fifteen twenty minutes, and they just like that's nonstop. You know, it's like it really bell to bell. Like yeah, struggle. Yeah. The one thing I don't like about this here. All right, so he he celebrates with the camera. The mask is kind of ripped off. He's got the title, and then right there, Eddie gets his heat back. Like, did he need it? Did he? Did, did was that really necessary? You couldn't. Let- well, the feud keeps going. It does. Eddie gets the. Eddie gets the belt back, and then they go at it one more time. But then eventually, it's it's Dean Malenko that's coming for the belt. Yes, and uh, Ray and Dean had already had their feud the prior year. Yes. So, uh, and I think, uh, per usual, Ray hurts his knee, dog. <laughs> oh so, boy! So uh, he kind of gets taken out. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. But, yeah, no, great match here. But, yeah, dude, I love that match. That's so fun. Yeah, the uh-huh. replays are awesome. This is, like, this is synonymous with um, the video game, too, that they ended up coming out with. All these moves would be uh, kind of duplicated. Yeah. These sequences. Uh, you could you could pull them off in the video games yes. that they had for the Nintendo 64. Loved it. Oh, yeah. And uh, 100%. At, at the time, I really loved Rey Mysterio, too. Yep. Yeah, I became, I mean, I liked watching them, but I became a fan of both guys instantly after this match where I paid more attention to them. Um, not that I didn't before, but because there was so much going on in WCW at that point, but definitely I, they were, their, their stuff was appointment television. And uh, even to this day, like, you can make an argument, all right, Rey Mysterio, he's older, he might have slowed down, but by the same token, man, he still goes out there, he still flies around, like, he still... He's still putting on some pretty fun matches. He may not be putting on the, the, the classics like this, but he, I mean, the last time I, I want to say he had a really fucking banger of a match 
was against uh, Andrade when Andrade was still in WWE. Like those guys were tearing it up, and I think that's the sole intention of what they where they want to go and what they want to get to with him and Dominic. And I, I I am I am liking this. I didn't think I was going to because I was I probably even said it on this show. I was like, please don't turn him against his dad. Don't do the whole daddy didn't love me deal. It's it's fucking stupid. It's been done to death. But they've kind of added this twist with Rhea Ripley being the one to manipulate him, and now Ray not wanting to fight his kid. And so I I, I look forward to seeing. And and to be honest with you, I'm gonna go on a limb and say this. I think. I think it may be just a one and done with him and Dominic at WrestleMania. I I, I think Ray might just call it quits after that. Mm. Um, where mm. there's a stipulation in the match where Ray's Ray's like, you know, I'll fight you, but this will be my last my last match. Like you, you want this with me? You want you? This will be my last match. I'll be done after this. Like I, I can't now, I can't go on anymore uh, after fighting my own son. So get out. I like that. I like that. Like a career thing. But do do you think that they dropped the ball on not giving Dominic a mask to begin with? Um. No, I don't think they dropped the ball on it because I think it would it would be too much. It would. It, he's already he's already associated with his father by name. There, there there's there's already that built in established living in the shadow type of vibe that they're that that they are presenting putting a mask on him is just like oh they're doing you know it's like they're oh they're copying his dad you know what i mean like maybe if he used the mask as like entrance gear and then he takes it off and gives it to a kid in the front row does he take the mask from his dad i think i think to be honest with you i i think i think the mask could be used as like a symbol of like passing the torch of the Mysterio name and him not necessarily wearing the mask, but like coming down with it. I yeah, agree. maybe like having it like draped around his neck. Like he like after the match, like he realizes like, you know what? My dad did do all this for me. He loves me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then he kind of carries on the Mysterio name without the mask though. Because you've already established, you know, his look. You know, I mean, you could change it up, but I just think it would be too much, like, too much copying and and going back to, you know, what his father built instead of what he should be building. And I think he's starting to do that a little bit with this Judgment Day group and being a part of that and with Rhea by his side. Like, I really think that Dominic is starting to find his his own niche, if you will. So it's it's been it's been su- surprisingly pleasant to watch, um, and I think I think it's only going to get better. That's just my take. I agree. Yeah, this has been fun. Yes, yes, I appreciate the time, and uh, I appreciate all you for listening, tuning in, watching with us on Peacock, still the worst streaming app in the history of America. Um, Don't forget, you'll find all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network in the archives. Battle Royal at Royal Albert Hall, drop it if it hasn't already. Uh, We'll we'll be dropping this month along with... um, other great content coming up. You and I uh, have, uh, you know, we're going to do a, a, a Gaijin Wrestling Radio episode 
coming up soon that will drop in the streams. Dennis and I are planning to watch Survivor Series 1997 from start to finish uh, as we, we, we count down to the screw job. And then for marking out the days in November, you and I are going to discuss the what ifs surrounding the Montreal screw job. Like, what if the Montreal screw job was a work and it was a storyline and Brett never left for WCW? We're going to go down that rabbit hole on marking out the days for the month of November. Uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, actually, during the month of November, I'm going to drop a, um, a special Origin of Attitude complete uh, volume one and two. It's going to be a two-parter of all the episodes combined. Uh, some people like those, so it's just going to update back in the feed, and uh, you can always go back in the archive and listen to the older ones, but uh, some people like a long uh, omnibus, if you will. Like the Megasodes? Uh, yeah, Megasode. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that during that month, too. At the Very cool. November. Very cool. Yeah. I like it. All right. Uh, well, I think that's about. I think that about does it this week, Kobe. I think uh, we've uh, crossed the T's, dotted the I's when it comes to this classic Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero match. And uh, with that being said, it's about that time that we put this show down for the three count, and we'll see you all next time. Awesome. <laughs>